You are listening to sermon audio from Grace Community Church of Gresham, Oregon. For more information about service times and ways to connect, visit us online at gracecc.net. So we had five different teams that went out across the world, and uh, I'm going to introduce three of those teams. Uh, They will share, and then we will have a couple songs, three songs that we're going to sing, and then you'll have two more of the teams. The first three that I want you to hear from, the first one is going to be from the Philippines team. Gary Rodriguez is going to share from that, and he's going to be up here in just a second. Come on up, Gary. And then we will have the Lebanon team and then the Young Lives team. So, Gary, first time you've ever gone on a team like this before, right? All right. Give him a hand, you guys. Come on. First time he's been on a team like this, and uh, they had a great time, right? We had an outstanding time. Good morning. Uh, Thank you all so much for allowing us to go on this trip. What a blessing it was and what a life-changing experience it is. This was my first mission trip, so I didn't really know what to expect or how to prepare for this trip. Bob, you gave a lot of good information on how to do that and take it and run with it. What to expect. It was so much more than I ever could have imagined how, how watching the Spirit, God, move through us as a team, as the people we were working with, moving through the communities, it was beyond anything I could ever explain. Uh, being in the presence of the Holy Spirit and watching God move, I witnessed him move through our team, local team. I repeated myself there. Sorry about that. Uh, We shared our testimonies and saw the people. We had appointments with and responded to God's word and confessed with their mouths and believed in their hearts that Christ was their Savior. As I went on this mission to serve God and his people, I received more than I could ever give. At the beginning of the trip, I still struggled. I still struggled with my testimony. In time, it became more comfortable, and I was able to share more of it with the people. And as I was doing this, I start, it started responding. And people were coming over to Christ. And my fondest memory of this trip were the relationships we made with each other and the people of the Philippines. We came together as a group in May and began the preparation for this trip and began building relationships with one another. Once there, as a team, I really, it, it really started to move and we became singular in our purpose and we grew closer as a group. Uh, it's just I feel better prepared to go out and make disciples for him. It's easy, just love one another. In closing, I'm sorry, Uh, in closing, I would like to say that if you're ever called to go on a mission, to have that opportunity or have that opportunity, just go. It it will change your life. Hello, I'm Amy Reiterman. Andy's Colmer's coming up here to share about Lebanon, and I have just a 
brief, brief overview of what we did. So um, we joined, a, a, the four of us joined a large group of around 50 people from various Northwest churches um, to go over to Lebanon. We were divided up into different ministry groups and we were on the medical team. Um, Lebanon is a very small country, about um, 23 Lebanons would fit in Oregon, yet it has a population of 6 million people. And a quarter of those, about one and a half million, are Syrian refugees. They live um, predominantly in tent camps in the valley, and um, they don't have legal status, and life's really rough for them. So the first week that we were there, we partnered with a ministry already working there with the refugees called River of Life, and Andy will share more about them, but they, um, they have a really great impact um, on the community there. And we held a medical clinic at their center and also in the tent communities. And um, let's see, the tent community that we went to was the first time they had a clinic there. And um, because we did the clinic, it opened the doors for River of Life to continue to come back and work in um, building relationships with those people. So it was really great that we could join in that ministry. The second week we were there, we partnered with a medical clinic in a very poor area of Beirut called the Howard Carguzian Center. And we um, taught health lessons to kids in a summer school program. And I shared last time about our Good Samaritan skit. Um, we also did health checkups for the kids and some of their family members and we accompanied the kids on a field trip on one of the days. So overall, we had a lot of great opportunities to meet people, build relationships, and serve. It was a great, a great opportunity. As Amy mentioned, um, we did have the opportunity to uh, be a part of a medical clinic in a place that uh, hadn't had people come to uh, for that kind of care or reached out to. And uh, we were able to meet the immediate needs of about uh, almost 400 people. And part of what we did was to meet those needs, but uh, to get an opportunity to pray for them in the name of Jesus. And one special moment was, uh, there are many of them, but one of them was when uh, Sandy was uh, asked if she could pray with one of the, one of the women uh, the woman said, uh, you know, can you show me, can you teach me how to pray? And, um, and so she did pray with her, but in that culture and in that place and at that moment, that was really, truly a God thing. And uh, one of the many things that, that we were able to uh, experience with, with those people. Uh, in terms of the long-term vision, this is what I'm really most excited about because uh, the people that we worked alongside with uh, were from South Korea, and they have given up everything uh, to come and be a part of these uh, refugee areas. And uh, their vision is like is the Great Commission: go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And like their nation, what they've been through, uh, the devastation, the loss, and these kind of things. Uh, 
that happened in their own country in South Korea, and basically now South Korea is a Christian nation. They wanted to bring as missionaries to these people. And so they have given up everything to be there. We helped uh, partner with them to open up doors that would allow them to accomplish that goal. Uh, the way they're accomplishing that was uh, through starting up a school and uh, discipleship training. And it was really great to be a part and really sweet to be a part of that kind of fellowship and that kind of vision, that kind of focus. And uh, that vision is something that you guys, we're really thankful that you're able to, to help us be a part of that in prayer and giving and sending, and this community too, because as we are a part of God's great commission, making disciples here, we can change this country and like the vision that the South Koreans have for the Syrian nation and for the Middle East nations is that we can change through his, his work, all nations for Christ. Thank you. Morning. I'm Don Nissen. I'm one of the two trailblazers on a short-term team that has traditionally been all women. Tom Lister and I went to the Young Lives Camp uh, with uh, 11 ladies from our church. And we ministered to three and four-year-olds, those that like to run and wiggle. And uh, we had a good time. We met with the kids on eight different sessions. Five of those, we had story time. Uh, Tom Lister and I were the storytellers. And we had to make it very simple. And we tried to get across to the kids some simple concepts. First, we had to let them know who God was. In our first session, we uh, got the point across that God made everything. Our second story had to do with uh, Christmas and Jesus coming and Jesus being the Son of God. And uh, when we got this point across, uh, we went on to obedience, and that was through the story of John the Baptist. One of the things that we taught them about John the Baptist to introduce him was he was a rough man that ate locusts and honey, although we made it grasshoppers and honey. Uh, and this was how they learned uh, obedience to God through Jesus being baptized, doing what the Father asked. The next story was um, Jesus walking on water. Uh, and for that, we had the kids get in our makeshift boat. Tom played the part of Peter, and I was Jesus. And Peter got out of the boat, and Jesus, of course, helped Peter when he started sinking. The significance of this is we asked the kids, well, what did you learn today? Well, they, uh, they came up to me later, and one of them pulled on my pant leg and said, Jesus? And I said, no, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> The last story was um, 
the two disciples on the road to Emmaus with uh, Jesus coming alongside them. And that was to point out that Jesus is with us everywhere. We know we made an impact because the kids went back to their moms and uh, let them know about these things, what they learned during, the, during our sessions. Young Lives is a summer camp for young ladies who have made some poor choices in the past, and they are teen moms. These moms range in age from 12 years old, which I don't think we had any at camp, to uh, as old as 20 years old. But they made uh, a wise decision that they kept their babies. They were pro-life in this aspect. I had a little guy. Each one of us had one child, or in some cases two, that we kept track of. My little guy was a runner. The first night he tried to test me, and we ran up and down a little hill about a hundred times. <laughs> of course, we had to, at the bottom of the hill when we ran down, roll in the grass. Uh, which we did, and we accomplished that. Just to let you know some of the statistics, we had 146 moms at the camp. This camp was primarily for them. Their time was to, um, they had sessions uh, together uh, regarding spiritual things, and they also had times when they just learned about life, and they were also given the time to be by themselves without their children, knowing their children were in a safe place, and just be kids. They got to use a swim, swimming pool and, and the other activities there at the camp. We had 135 babies throughout the camp, 22 of which were the three and four-year-olds, and then we had uh, a time at the end, which Dina had mentioned already, that uh, all the moms and child care workers got together, and there were 73 of the young ladies that made a decision for Christ. 50 percent. And we're glad that we could have been part of that uh, to see that. All right, good morning. How exciting is this that we've heard the wonderful things that God is doing around the world? It just excites me to no end. Um, I'm part of the East Asia team, and uh, we had the opportunity to go and work with an international school there uh, to run an English camp. Now, the international school is a Christian-based school, and China, the Chinese government, um, allows it to be there. In fact, they're, they're thrilled to have them because they see the character development that is coming out of that school. The school we were at shares a campus with a Chinese school, and when the Chinese school heard that we were coming, they wanted their middle school students to join our uh, English classes. So um, I'm Kim Vestal. I am a speech-language pathologist, and I was excited before I went to be able to use my skills to help do English classes. So uh, when I was there, we worked with um, first grade through ninth grade students. 
And in the mornings, my day was split. In the mornings, I worked with little kids. And in the afternoons, I worked with the middle school kids. Well, Bob and I split uh, the middle school kids. He saw them in the morning, and I saw them in the afternoon. We would use um, picture cards to engage them in conversation and help them practice their English. And we would lay out like 50 different random pictures and have the kids um, on different times choose a card that depicted happiness to them or sadness or something scary. And then have them tell why they chose that card and maybe a time that uh, they felt that emotion. Well, uh, one time Bob had the students in the morning choose a card that uh, showed what they thought God was like. And one of the middle school students, one of the girls, chose a picture of something scary. And when she explained why she did that, she said, there's so many gods in China, and I'm afraid that I'm not pleasing them, and I'm afraid that I don't know how to please all these gods. And that really gripped my heart, and I felt so concerned for her. And uh, so that afternoon, I laid out the cards again, and I said, I'd like you to choose a picture that shows what you'd like your connection with God to be. And uh, one of the gals in the Chinese school is a believer. She's a ninth grader, just bright as can be. I mean, bright like she exudes joy. And um, she chose a picture, and she got to speak first. And she chose, uh, she's, she shared about how she feels free in Christ. And she was able to give the whole gospel message, which was exciting, because she, her, her peers were hearing it from her mouth. So then, the gal who had chosen the scary picture earlier in the day chose a picture of a bride. And she said, I want to have a connection with God that is free and joyful like this bride. And like my friend shared, she has a relationship with, with Christ. And it was just so exciting to see how God is working even amongst the Chinese nationals to spread his gospel and to share his word and uh, the impact that the teachers there are having, not just with their students and the students' families, but with the community that they're in. Um, and I just want to tell you, the, the teachers there are all believers, and they've left their homes and their friends and family and home churches to spread the word and, uh, and be a light. And they said what an encouragement it was for them, for us to be there. And so while we went there to share the gospel and minister to the students, we were also ministering to, um, to those teachers there. And I just want to encourage you, now is the time to pray. Now is the time to plan for next summer because it could be you. You could have this opportunity to uh, experience what it's like to see God work amongst people in other cultures and other settings. And even the Young Lives team, even though it's not another country, it was another culture. Being a teen mom, it's another culture. So pray and open your heart to what God may be nudging you to. And, um, and I also want to encourage you, like those teachers who were away from their families and friends, we have missionaries here in our body. And there, if you go out the door and turn right, their stories are right to the right. Go check them out. Look at their stories. Find out about them. Pray for them. Send them a little email that's encouraging to them. And, um, 
Yeah, I just, I am just thankful that we had the chance to go and excited to share what God is doing around the world. Hi, I'm Simon. Um, I had the opportunity to be on the Czech Republic 2019 team, and on behalf of the whole team, I want to thank you all for sending us out this year. It really means a lot to us. Um, some of you know me and know that I went last year to the Czech Republic, and I really knew God wanted me to go back. So all throughout last year, I did nothing but study the language, the culture, the history, and I loved absolutely every second of doing that. And this year, I knew that, you know, last year I had a big story, so I really wanted to pay attention for whatever God was going to show me. So throughout all the English camp, I kept telling myself, pay attention so you don't miss something. And I don't really have that big story this year, except God used the, the level of detail that I paid attention to every little thing at English camp to show me how the Holy Spirit moved through the camp. And I want to share um, just one thing that I saw this year. Last year, I got to um, minister to a young man, and his name was Mathieu. And he had told me when I stayed at his house after English camp that he wanted to give his life to Christ. And he didn't know quite how to do that. Um, so after I got home, I continued following up with him and talking to him about it through phone calls and text messages. And it eventually got to the point where he dropped the whole thing and said, you know, Christianity is cool, but it's just not for me. And as discouraging as that was, God told me, no, just keep talking to him and keep showing him the love, the love of Christ. So I did that. And when I got to see him again this year at English camp, it was like I never left Czech last year. And we just hit it off again, making jokes, talking. The guy's basically like my best friend now. And he's, he's a really great guy. And this year, I, I just kept praying for him. And I said, God, just please, just please reveal yourself to him. And I've been praying for a whole year for this guy, and he seemed to have made up his mind. But on gospel night, I witnessed him worshiping outside with some of us. And as the camp photographer taking some of those pictures, I just started to cry because I didn't really expect that. Um, and then to hear at the very end of camp how um, my team leader, Corey, told me that he said, I've built up this wall towards Christians and God, and maybe I should take those walls down and be a little more open-minded. And I can't really point to anything else other than God for doing that, because that just doesn't happen, especially in this country where about 97% of the population is atheistic. So that's 12 million people that live in that country, so only 300,000 religious people. Um, there's just not that influence there. Um, I noticed so many other little things, including the way that my team member, Amelia, interacted with this Czech girl, Edith. So I'd like to give her an opportunity to share her part of that story. Hi, I'm Amelia, and like Simon said, uh, the person I got closest with this summer in Czech was a girl named Edith. Um, Going to Czech, I was really nervous because everybody I talked to that had gone before had said that Czech people are really closed, 
like closed off to people and that they don't like um, sharing personal details about their life. But when I met Edith, I kind of like felt drawn to like get to know her and I just knew it was right. Um, so in the middle of the week, um, we had like made this like bond. I really can't explain it. Just felt like I've known her for years and uh, I felt totally comfortable around her and we would crack jokes all the time and she would teach me Czech and I would teach her some more English. and. It was just like a huge blessing. And in the middle of the week, she asked me if I could be her homestay. And like I said yes, because I was like so excited. And then later that night, um, we had gospel night. And she asked me like why I wanted to go to her house. And I was like, I was like, kind of baffled because like I thought that we were like really close. And like um, I just didn't know why she thought I didn't want to go. And um, so I just kept telling her all the little things I loved and appreciated about her. and. Um, she started like tearing up because like Czech people don't really get um, compliments and they don't really have close friends. So it was a blessing for her and for me to go out there and um, minister to her. And at our follow-up, um, she gave me a letter uh, right before she left. And in the letter, it said um, that she really appreciated me and my team. And um, she ended up coming to Christ because of us in our church. And um, in her letter, it described... Um, she said thank you to your church for um, what she described as blessings from the Lord to help her find her faith again. As a friend of mine once said, if you didn't catch a glimpse today, you're dead from the hips both ways. <laughs> Did you catch a glimpse of what God is doing all across the world right now? Ephesians 4. Verse 11, it says basically, God has given leaders in the church to equip the people to do the work of the ministry because you are the ministers, not us. You do the ministry. The Great Commission, go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. Luke 10, lift up your eyes. The fields are white for harvest. Did you see it? Father, thank you. <laughs> Again, for just an incredible privilege of being a part of what you're doing here, but also an incredible, incredible privilege of being a part of what you're doing around the world. And we were just a tiny part of a massive mosaic that is incredible. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Go change the world. Thank you for listening to Sermon Audio from Grace Community Church. For more information about service times and ways to connect, visit us online at gracecc.net.